Hey, what's up? My name is Dusty Otis. I am the lead pastor here at The Grove in Fort Collins, Colorado. Thank you so much for taking part of your day to be a part of this church, to engage in this message, and for supporting our ministry. It means more than you know. None of what we get to do happens without you. I pray that today's message speaks to your heart. I hope that it helps you move forward in your relationship with God, and I hope that you become just a little bit better in following Jesus because you took the time to listen today. Enjoy the message. We've been talking about our personal beliefs, but so many people make decisions to follow Jesus or to recommit their lives to God during that Easter season. So this came up with several questions from you about how do I do this or when do I do that? It's like, man, we really need to uh, find what are we going to build this on? If, if I do believe this, what am I going to build on? So block one uh, really talked about identifying that source of authority in your life. Block two, we talked about fixing our thinking that was setting our mind on things that are above uh, pure, lovely, true, noble, just, all those things. And then today we're going to talk about adjusting our eyesight, adjusting our eyesight. And so if you want to put a title, you can, you can put that there. And so before we get started, today is a special day. We're celebrating Memorial Day weekend, and uh, I'm super excited. I get to take my kids down to Fort Logan today so they can see where their great-grandpa is buried. And um, it's just a sight to see this time of year, over 148,000 um, veterans buried at um, Fort Hood down in Denver, and that's what we celebrate this weekend, our fallen heroes who, who give us what we have today. And so however you celebrate that, that this weekend, be safe, but just take time to remember those who've given their life for us. The Bible says no greater, no greater gift than this than a man would lay down his life for his friends. For those who've laid their life down, I'm grateful. And if you have family members like I do who have, who have died or, or passed away, um, I'm sorry for your loss, but I'm grateful because I get to stand here and share the word of Jesus with you, and that's a big deal. And so for clarity, uh, God is our source, the Bible is our guide, and our thoughts should be fixed above. We just said that. And so then the thought for today is, how can I adjust my eyesight? Because Matthew 6.22 says, the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body, if your eyes are healthy, sorry, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Anybody ever lived in darkness? It's just brutal, right? And you just get beat up and beat down. And the, the truth of this is that darkness isn't very great, not great at all, Dusty. We go back to verse 22, the eyes, the lamp of the body. If, you're, if your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. Anybody ever had somebody go, man, you just don't feel, you don't, you don't look good. Man, and you, when you have those really good friends, they say, man, you look like crap, right? Those real good friends, you know, the ones you really trust. And, and that's kind of where we see ourselves in this. And so the stuff that we surround ourselves with really affects us. The things that we're seeing with our eyes really affects us. And so are you full of light is the question today. Are you full of light? Or are you full of darkness? Do you find yourself somewhere in between? Are you in between? Well, some days I feel really good and I feel light. And my eyes are perky and shiny and people don't say, man, you look terrible. And other days you can see all over my face, right? And so that question for you is the question that you're going to take down if you're taking notes is, are you full of light? Or are you full of darkness? And the reality is, is, what are you letting your eyes see? What are you letting your eyes see? Because that's what we need to get adjusted today. We've been in Colossians chapter three the last um, three weeks. It's in the New Testament. Um, this is our family mission. So I'm teaching stuff that we, that we actually built our house on. And we've been in verses one through four for the most part. And then I share five through 10 with you really quickly because they kind of tie really well into what we see. And verse five says this, put to death, Therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, which means not heavenly, which means not good, right? So then put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, 
Verse 6 says, this scares the crud out of everybody. Verse 6 says, because of these things, the wrath of God is coming. And that gets our attention. Like, well, we probably should do that. And then verse 7 says, you used to walk in these ways. Hey, remember, you used to walk in these ways. You, used to, you once lived this way, but you don't live that way anymore. But now you must rid yourselves, verse 8. So we're going to park on 5 and 8 today a little bit. But now you must also rid yourselves of all such things. And there's a list of them, right? And then verse 9 says, oh, yeah, and don't lie to each other. And don't lie to each other because you've taken off your old self and its practices and put on the new self, which is being renewed daily. Our eyesight is renewed daily. It's renewed daily in the, Im in the image of its creator. And so verse five really um, restates, I love how the Bible works. I love how God kind of orchestrated this whole thing to come together. The Bible really states in verse one, what, in verse five, you're raised to life in Christ. You're raised to life in Christ. Verse six, like I said, scares everybody because God made it really simple. Just get rid of these things in your life and you're gonna find there's a lot more peace, right? Verse seven and nine, restate verse three, your old life is gone. It's now hidden with the blood of Jesus. Verse eight restates verse two, fix your thoughts. Rid yourselves of these things. Adjust your focus, fix your thoughts. And then verse 10 restates verse four, which is you now walk with God, live like it. You now walk with God, live like it. So what's the point? What are we taking from Colossians 3, 5 through 10 to kind of merge with Matthew 6, 22 and 23? And the reality is we must surround ourselves with what we claim to value. We must see and be about and be around what we claim to value. This brings harmony to our life. So I'm gonna go deeper into verse five now. It says this, put to death whatever belongs to your earthly nature, which is immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Verse eight, fast forward to verse eight. Rid yourselves of all such things, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Oh yeah, and don't lie to each other. Just tell the truth, just be honest. That's why we value honesty. Now, if you think about what's, what we're talking about in verse five and verse eight, those are terrible things to value. We all agree that those are terrible things to value. Agreed? But so, for some dumb reason, we keep finding ourselves in these things, right? All the way down to the way that we talk. And so you can say, well, I don't really value those things, Dustin, and I would believe you, but the reality is, is we become what we surround ourselves with. We become what we surround ourselves with. And so it's only a matter of time before that darkness overtakes the light that's in you, right? And so then you go, well, yeah, that's a, that's a people group, but there's also music and TV. Guys, I had to change the, my workout music. I can't even listen to ACDC anymore for some dumb reason. I don't even know why. I just can't, right? That was my pregame music for my whole life playing football, and now I just can't even put it on. It's crazy. However, our, our seven, nine-year-old, he's nine now. He likes Thunderstruck, so we're dancing with that a little bit, okay? And so the music that you listen to, the TV that you watch, the games that you play, if you're a gamer, the video games that you play, which have gotten so extreme, not to sound like an old person, but I mean, there is nothing like there is today when it comes to video games. The TV shows that we binge watch, right? We become engulfed with what we surround ourselves with. And then you partner that with, with really awesome people and you become the average of the top five people that you hang around. This is all what you're seeing, you're perceiving and seeing, right? And so then if you surround yourself with negativity, if you, if you surround yourselves with what happens in verse five and verse eight, you're gonna live a negative life. If you agree, say yes. So we have to get rid of that, put them to death and rid ourselves of that because negative is not good. Here's what Matthew 5, 14 says. Uh, I was actually doing the podcast last night and this came to, uh, this was revealed to me last night for the very first time. It's so crazy how God does that. Matthew 5, 
14 through 16. I love to give you a lot of scripture that backs what we're talking about today. We're talking about adjusting our sight. And when our eyes are healthy, we're full of light. And so Matthew 5, 14 and 16 says, you are the light of the world. People don't put lights under bowls so nobody sees them, right? Instead, they put them on a stand so it gives everybody else light. This is what God calls us. He calls you salt and light. It's in the same way, let your light shine. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that people may see your good deeds and glorify God in heaven. So then, if your eyes are unhealthy, what light are you projecting? You're not. You're not. Right? So then, let your light shine before others. When I saw, I was like, wait a second. When I go to Matthew 22, it says, the eye is the lamp of the body. When it is, when it is healthy, I am full of light. So then, it's what I'm seeing. It's what I'm seeing. So then, to walk in light, we need to fix what we see. We need to fix what we allow ourselves to be around, Right? And we need to fix or adjust who, who we are around, which is really a struggle sometimes because when you start trimming friend groups, people get offended and, and all kinds of just drama, drama breaks out. Matthew 6, the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. So we said people can see it in your eyes. Everybody say eyes. Eyes. People see it in your eyes. They, they know when you walk through the door. So then so much so that we are in the boat where we are, we're camping out, we're saying, hey, be an example, even if you have to use words. So it's not, I'm not gonna come in and tell you, hey, do you know, do you know what this is? That's not how I'm out. I'm just out being an example of that to people. I'm letting it flow out of me so you see it in my eyes. So you can see it in our kids' eyes, right? Now that's a struggle because they're around other kids now. And Cass comes home the other day and tells Lenny that she needs to twerk. That's how she should dance. And I said, bro, do you even know what that means? Who told you that? Not hanging with him anymore. Right? I didn't say that. I said, how can we influence that kid? Like, if you know that that's inappropriate, you probably shouldn't say that. Do you even know what that is? No, you don't. Okay, then. So then, so we don't say until we have a definition. God gave you mom and dad to give you that definition. Right? We're going to let you and help you know what that is. And I'm just going to tell you right now, don't ever say that again. That's inappropriate. Okay? That's inappropriate. And so then, how great, how great. If we're unhealthy, how great is the light that's in us? And it's not. And so we have to correct our values. And, and the correct values start with what we identified in week one, that our authority is not me. It's not, it, we have to ask ourselves, me or God? Me or God? You or me, Lord? And so then our authority is God. Our source is the Bible. And then, so then we understand that lasting values start with a lasting God and are built on lasting word. It's really good. It's not a cliche, by the way. Oh, heard that before. I'm, I know that you have. So have I, okay? So have I. It's not a cliche. Here's the issue. We've just become so numb to this, to the Bible, and it's the one thing that we can't change, right? It's the one thing the world can't change. And so it's like, oh, this is dusty. And so we just, I might get it off the shelf if I come into some, some bad luck or if uh, I'm going through trauma or, um, or my circumstances have changed or I'm going through this, this part of my life where I don't know, I'll pick this up. This needs to be an everyday thing. Our eyes must see this every day because this is what we build on. And the reality is, is this has become so, um, so regular and so overplayed in 2022 that we've become numb to it. And so then, even those of us who read it every day can, get, can open it up and be like, okay, it's gonna be good. When we get done, we check that box. It's like, read my Bible today, man, I'm a good person. Things are gonna happen for me, right? Matt Foley type stuff right? And so then we've checked that box so many times though that the box is worn through. 
and our ink pen is just writing on the paper. It's like Axton when he colors. He's always coloring on the table. Bro, paper, the paper. But when he colors it so long, it get that, the paper gets so wet, and, it, and it, the, it just goes right through, right? You've all done that before. And so when we do the same thing all the time, over and over, it's this. Checking boxes will create a great behavior, and it's going to teach you how to check the box and make the exact same line every time, every time. But disconnected from your heart creates poor belief. Checking boxes creates great behavior so you can show up and look the part. But disconnected from your heart creates poor belief. And then we struggle, right? And so then as believers, we think all the wear on that checkbox is maturity, but really it's just motion. Really it's just motion. Did it. Did it again. Bible app, 365 days in a row. I will now intentionally miss days on my Bible app just so I don't get in that flow of like, man, yay for me, 57 weeks. I broke it. I broke it last year, and, I'll break, and I'm going to keep breaking it just to say I don't never want to get in that rut where it becomes emotion. I don't want, I don't want motion. I want maturity. We want, we want depth, right? We gather here to get better, become more, and to believe who Jesus is, right, to go and be who he's called us to be. And so then, because the paper is so thin, we've gotten to this motion, right? Because the routines become so normal, we become so numb to it, it's just become normal. It's just become normal. And so if you want lasting success, lasting success is going to be built on lasting values, and those are built on the belief in God and his word. This is where you find it. That's why God gave us this. By the way, we have free Bibles here. If you need a Bible today, they're on the way out of the back door. Please grab one. They're free to you. They're from us for you. So then your values guide your days. What you see really affects the way you think, which is tied to your feelings. We talked about last week. If you missed the first two weeks of this message, you really need to go back. They're great prequels to today. And so they're rooted in the Bible. We need to see the word every day because the more light and the more truth that I see, the more I become, right? The more light and more truth that I see, the more I will become, right? The more that you will be. This will change your life if you let it if you let it. And that's, guys, that's really, I could ask that question as I close the message every week. I could ask that message, are you going to be willing to let this change your life? Do you believe this enough to let it change your life? For me, the answer is yes, okay? And so we've got to see it every day because the more we see it, the more we'll be it. Here's what David says in Psalms 119. David is one of the all-time amazing men of the Bible, and, and he was not a great person, okay? And so don't say, well, I don't, yeah, you can, okay? You can be just like David. Matter of fact, a lot of you guys have lived better lives than David. Here's what he asked God. He says, God, turn my eyes away from worthless things. Preserve my life according to your word. According to your word. Please turn my eyes away from worthless things. We talked about here and now last week, right? But preserve my life for there and then according to your word. That's what Colossians 3, 5, and 8 are saying. Put to death and rid yourself of those things, right? So two questions for you this week to kind of chew on, think about. This is not your action step, but I'm close. One, do your habits confirm your values? Is what you do, brushing your teeth is not a habit, by the way. That's hygiene. Do your habits confirm your values? Do they confirm what you believe? Does what you do, that's integrity, when what you do and what you say matches, right? Just cause values lead to mediocrity. And so we can't just do it because he did it or she did it or they do it, so I'm doing it too. Do your habits confirm your values? And number two, do your friendships build you up or tear you down? Do your friendships build you up or tear you down? I'm gonna, this happened uh, 
this is fresh for me. This is like the last seven years. I realized that I needed to start asking myself, what is this going to cost me? What is this going to cost me? I'm going to give you the good example first. I'll give you the bad example second. The good example is this. I have an exercise science degree. I am a strength coach. You can't tell because, because Heather cooks so good. And so um, the reality now is this. If I go and volunteer at Fossil Ridge High School as the strength coach, that costs me seriously time, maybe two on a scale of one to 10. It's probably the biggest lesson I've learned for me, for my personal health. That costs me a two, but what I get back from that is a 10. It is fulfilling. It causes me to overflow. And that's the one place my mind shuts off and I don't think about you, which is really nice. And so uh, it hasn't happened yet here, by the way. I'm not volunteering anywhere. And so, um, so then when I ask myself, okay, hey, what is this going to cost me? When I do this, what's it going to cost me? If it's a two and it's going to fill my cup, it's going to give me a 10 back, I'm in. Now, I'm with this person and they call me twice a day and they text me way late. And every time I talk to them, it is a mental drain. So I'm asking myself, what is this going to cost me physically? What's this going to cost me spiritually? What's this going to cost me emotionally? Right? Knowing that we're called to live balanced lives. God's called you your three parts whole, spirit, soul, body. Right? And so that I'm to live three parts whole, which means I was really good at one time of being really physically healthy, but, but and checking boxes spiritually and zero emotional health. I just, just bulldoze. Just keep going. We got stuff to do. GSD, get stuff done. Let's go, right? And so in all of that, I ask myself, so then when I talk about what's this going to cost me, it's those three things. It's not, what, was, is this going to cost too much time? No. What's this going to cost me spiritually, emotionally, physically? Nothing. So that you have these people who suck the life right out of you. And when you get off the phone, you're like, oh, God, I just need something. I need, I need, uh, I need the Apple charge cord to plug into me, right? I just need a recharge. And it's not there. You find that here. You find that recharge here. It's here. And so then it's a daily, you're, you're being renewed daily. Everybody say daily. All right, so then really, what is this going to cost me is the difference between here and now. I could, you got, anybody can go out right now and create a massive checklist and just start doing it, right? What impact does it make? What does it cost you? So then poor habits and poor, poor friendships lead to poor values, right? And this lets, you know, the media dictate to you and people's opinions and everybody's crappy attitudes outside of here that really weighs on you, right? And then you have to come in and talk to your significant other or your best friend or even sometimes just vent to your kids and be like, man, today was just brutal. And you just feel heavy. And what's in your eyes is darkness. It's not healthy. It's not healthy. So I'm going to close with this. Oh, Karina, we, we, we chose the, um, is Matthew... Says this, what will it be? Yeah, Matthew 8, 36. Says, what will it benefit a man if he gains the whole world yet loses his life? So then, people, things, all the things that we see, and we get like, I gotta have that boat, right? I gotta have that motorcycle, right? Here's what the message translation of this scripture says, 8:36. It says, What kind of deal? <laughs> I love this. What kind of deal is it to get everything you want but lose yourself? But lose yourself lose yourself. Every choice you make determines what you value, determines what you believe. 
You show people who you are with the choices that you make. Every choice you make determines your values. And so then it is between God and me. God, is this you or God, is this me? Mark 10, 31 says, many who are the greatest now will be the least then. It's all what we see. And those who seem the least important now will be the greatest then. Then. Here and now is a me mentality. There and then is a we mentality. We have to go. Here and now is earthly perspective. There and then is heavenly perspective. Right? It's kingdom. But this is the kingdom. The kingdom is what? Light. The kingdom is truth. Right? You cannot follow Jesus without a shift in your values. You don't come to that decision. There's a crossroads we all have come to in our life. And if you haven't been there yet, you will. Where you have to decide, is this, am I going to follow Jesus? Am I going to believe God? Am I going to keep trusting me? Am I going to keep believing me? There must be a shift in your values the day that you make that decision. That's what Colossians says. Put to death all those things. Get rid of all these things. Fix your eyes. Adjust your focus. See, see the good. Because it's not about the feelings of the world, right? It's not about the feelings of the world. It's about the reward that you have in eternity. It's the reward you have in eternity. The Apostle Paul said this, and by, he's, he's the guy for me, right? He said, I once thought all of these things were so important, but now I consider them worthless so I can have Jesus. This guy was a murderer. He was, he was everything. He was everything you can imagine. He said, I once thought all this stuff, everything that I can see, I once thought all of this was worth so much. And now I consider it worthless so I can have Jesus. Success in your life is living the values that God rewards. It's your will, not mine, right? So if you give up what you cannot keep, this is, this is a little thick. If you give up what you cannot keep for what you cannot lose, you'll always succeed. I'll say it again. If you give up what you cannot keep here and now for what you cannot lose there and then, you will always succeed. It happens when we fix our eyes. The eye is the lamp of the body. When it's healthy, you're full of light, and that's what allows you to go and be light to others. Let your light shine before all men so that all will see. Here's your action step this week. One, settle the issue of authority in your life. God, your will or mine. Not 25, 75. We're all in or not. God says, let it be hot or cold. Be hot or cold, but don't be lukewarm. The Bible says, let your yes be yes and let your no be no. Let's be people of integrity, right? Number two, build your life on the values that last for eternity. Build your belief, who you know God to be, on values that last for eternity. The third thing, which really should be the first thing, is choose long-term rewards over short-term relief. That means you have to be uncomfortable a little bit, but it's all good. It's all good. Choose long-term reward over short-term relief. And then let everything that you do honor God. Get rid of, right? Put these things to death. Let everything you do honor God. When it does, it's not motion, it's maturity. You grow, you grow. Big difference between checking the box without a belief and believing enough to engage. Thank you so much for joining us today. It means more than you know to have you with us. And to all of you who partner with us and support the mission of our church, thank you. We cannot be the church without you. Go ahead and click the link in the description to partner with us now, or you can visit thegrovefc.com forward slash partner. If you enjoy the podcast, please take a minute to like, 
and subscribe. And if you know someone who would benefit from hearing this message, share it with them. This is how the gospel goes forward. Thanks again for being here today. God bless you.